0: Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. And I'm Johnny FD. We're
1: self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 34
0: of the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Johnny FD. I'm here with Sam Marks.
1: Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. And in a couple of days, Happy New Year to everyone. Johnny, it's been a pretty incredible year, hasn't it?
0: Dude, it's been fantastic. It's, it's really been insane. Uh, so I don't know when you guys are listened to this, uh, but Christmas had just passed and we were getting ready for the New Year's. So if you're listening to this as it comes out, uh, I hope everybody had an amazing Christmas and that you guys are going to have a good New Year.
1: And in traditional style, either Johnny or I is drinking coffee and the other one is drinking scotch or some type of Of alcoholic beverage and it happens to be 9 a.m. my time so I have a warm cup of Forger's coffee in my hand and I have I hope you guys hear this
0: (laughs) I have a little glass of scotch and the scotch was actually inspired by Sam telling me a story about him ruining his laptop last week (laughs) by spilling a glass over his laptop and for some reason instead of me being worried about it I just started pouring myself a glass. <laughs> it was it was just like inspired me to pour some.
1: And that's not the only thing. The catch is that the scotch was poured on my on my Mac and actually destroyed my lack during a podcast episode and I was pretty embarrassed when it happened so I tried to play it cool and act like nothing happened because it was an in-person recording and 5 <laughs> minutes after this <laughs> my computer started blinking A question mark, which I'd never seen on a Mac before, and I come to find out it means that your your hard drive's totally screwed. So I luckily we had another person with us. We downloaded all the software onto their computer and got the recording out. But one of those end of the year, yeah, one of the end of the year flunks that uh, we'll leave in the last year and start a new year fresh. So is that going to be the next episode? That'll be episode thirty-five. There's still. There's still, a, it's a, it was a really interesting episode. Um, I haven't even shared it with you yet, so I'm, I'm excited to, that'll be the first episode of the new year. I like it. So this episode, if you
0: guys are wondering what the topic is, Sam and I want to sit down and go over our New Year's plans, our resolutions, goals for 2017, uh, maybe some things that we've learned and review, and hopefully be able to share some of our journey with you guys listening so you can make 2017 the best year of your life as well.
1: Yeah, fun, casual. Let's just let's just kick it. You know, it's still the holidays. No one wants to get in too deep onto the the technical or the or the over analytical stuff. And Johnny, one one thing that was really cool that I think inspired a lot of people towards the end of this year, and it certainly inspired me to do a recap of of my year, was your article that you just published about I think it was seventeen things you learned or ten things you learned in two thousand sixteen from your travels. Uh, and that was a beautiful article, man. That was that was great to read. Yeah, I appreciate that. That actually took me two
0: days to write, so I'm glad mm-hmm. people enjoyed it. Uh, I was originally wanted it to be. I was kind of hoping it would be 16 countries, 16 lessons learned in 2016, mm-hmm. but it actually ended up being 17 uh, of each. So I'm I'm <laughs> deaf. One thing I've learned is I don't want to try to top that next year because mm.
1: I'm exhausted from this tra- the,
0: the amount of travel.
1: Yeah. And what I, what I did after reading your articles, I just went through all of my photos of this year. And it was honestly, it was exhausting. I had to have a cup of coffee just to go through it. And it was a fortunate year. It was great. But like you said, I'm just beat. And one of my big goals for this year is just to be, be more settled. But but nonetheless, we had some amazing times. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the countries that you visited? I think you said 17, which is exactly how many countries I went to as well, coincidentally.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Okay, I like mm-hmm. it. Um So I started the year in Texas. So I legally moved my tax residence from California to Texas because I haven't actually lived in California for a few years anyways. And when I moved back to the US, I plan on living in Austin. So I figured, why not do it now? And that little three-day trip uh, save, has saved me way, well over $10,000 a year in taxes. I, I think it's mm-hmm. actually going to save me If I'm going to guess, I haven't done my taxes yet, Uh, I'm going to guess it's going to save me over twenty grand uh, just in California taxes because I had a really good year. And this is for literally just going to Texas, changing everything over, and it took me two days.
1: Now, before you expand on your year, just on that point, because I was thinking about spending a significant amount of time this year in in California, I'm a Florida resident, right? So if I just go spend six months of the year in California, is anyone really going to know? Do I need to... I don't need to do anything for that, right?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sh- I think the the legal definition, uh, and you know, obviously I'm not I'm not a lawyer or anything, but I think the legal definition is where is like what would you consider your prime, like your domicile, your residence. So mm-hmm. if you're getting your mail, you you know, in Florida, your driver's license is there, you register to vote in Florida, and you're just on vacation or just try, you know, just enjoying mm-hmm. California. Plenty of people do that. It's not a big deal. Um, I don't know if there's X amount of days that you have to be. You know, if, if you're in a in a state, it's considered that. So I'll look into that. Um, because obviously, you know, if you can save a ton of money mm-hmm. by staying out for you know another week or so, then you might as well do that.
1: I still have all my teddy bears and my toothbrush at my parents' house in Florida, and my mail comes here, so I think I'm pretty good.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And, and you know, and there's
0: no like official reporting system. It's not like you you know you go into California and they stamp your passport saying, all right, you know, start counting down the days. It's mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty nonchalant when you're in the U.S.
1: Cool. So what happened after after the Austin, Texas tax savings event?
0: <laughs> so then I had to fly to Vietnam to go to Anton's wedding. Um, mm-hmm. I think I so I went back through Chiang Mai uh, just because all my stuff was there and I think I had a return flight or something. But uh, I went to Vietnam to go to my mentor's wedding in Creed non Vietnam, which is it's an island there. And instead of staying there longer, I thought I didn't want to stay too long in Vietnam because I was there a year ago and I, I, didn't, I didn't really love it. It was too stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was only there for a few days and then, and then I flew from Vietnam to Koh Lanta uh, where we ended up hanging out. Yeah. So that was the, the first time this year. You know, I think it was actually really the first time that we really spent a lot of time together.
1: Yeah. And I, I came down there because you were going down there and because you were going down there, a lot of people were going down there and then it just became kind of the de facto place to go during burning season in Chiang Mai. Yeah. I'm, I
0: was, I'm actually wondering, uh, how many people came, uh, either because of me directly or because other people that were coming because of me <laughs> were going and then they wanted to
1: go see them. Yeah. I'm, uh, it always happens. Yeah. It always happens in March that, as it approaches, everyone starts chatting, like, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? And then it it happens every single year. And colanto was a really cool spot for this year. I don't know if I would go back next year. Uh, it definitely has some appeal, but there's a lot of other places I'd, I would also like to go. Yeah, I'm definitely not going back this
0: year. um We can get into that. Actually, so, actually, you know what? Let's, let's just skip around. Who cares? Um, where are you, you going to go this year for burning seasons? Which is
1: basically March to April in Chiang Mai where they burn all the rice fields, and you don't want to be here? Well, I, I haven't fully drilled down my year yet, but I'll give you the basic outline of what I'm, pre- what I'm planning. It always changes, but it's a general draft is I'm going to go f- from Florida in January out to California. I'm going to spend February and March in Tahoe. So I rented a, I rented a sweet co-living, it's kind of it, it's just a hotel called the Coachman. It's in South Lake Tahoe, but it's um, it's kind of a co living. So they have a, a coffee, they have workspace. It's uh, it's super cool. It's won a ton of awards, and through some co working space in Tahoe, which I've been talking to, the the regular rate's one hundred and eighty dollars a night during season, and this co working space put me in contact with them. And they offered me a rate of $55 a night, which is incredible, right? Wow. I mean, that's that's a, super that's cheap. As cheap. as Yeah, it's as cheap as you can stay anywhere. And it happens to be South Lake Tahoe, two minutes walk from the gondola in, at Heavenly. So I'm like, too good to pass up. I've always wanted to ski. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to come out to to Poland with you because I have other people traveling with me. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to ski and and learn how to ski better. So I'm going to do that. And then after that, I'm going to go to Ireland. And one of my big goals this year is to walk across Ireland. I'm doing it to to, uh, to support Child's Dream in building playgrounds out in Cambodia. So that's about a 500-kilometer walk. I think it'll take me between five and six weeks. Um, that's super cool. Su- yeah, super cool. I haven't worked out all the logistics yet. You know, I'm obviously going to need internet and, and Wi-Fi the whole way, but that stuff will come into play. And after that, I'm not sure yet. it will either, either probably stay in Europe and potentially meet up with you or depending on business, maybe head back to California um, and then planning on being in Asia from September through the end of the year, uh, probably Thailand, Hong Kong type of area. So okay. all well, subject, to, subject to, plan, to change, but that's a, that's the draft right now.
0: So one of my goals is to get you to come along to wherever I am, because I I decided for 2017, I want to start traveling with friends more often. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think as much fun as it is living the nomad lifestyle, is meeting people wherever we go. It's also nice to have a nice crew to travel with, so... Uh, i think that'll be nice me and chris uh, so my my one of my best friends chris uh he was just here and uh who, who did you see him at all during this europe trip i don't think i saw him but i just saw him on video before we just started the recording yeah so he was in poland with me uh before i met you up in eastern europe mm-hmm. Uh, and he was supposed to come with us. Well, I was trying to convince him to come with us, but he just knew it was going to be an insane trip and that he was going to get no work done. So yeah. <laughs> while we, <laughs> we traveled, oh, he, yeah, he read that one, right? <laughs> Yeah. And because I kept telling him, I was like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We're going to work every night. You know, both Sam and I, you know, we're going to want internet access. I mean, we were traveling like day after day and, and we were in trains and buses and, you know, crazy people's cars. So yeah. he he would have his business would have
1: collapsed if he came with us. Yeah. I mean the truth is you and I are both on task focused guys, but just because of the speed of the travel and and always having to try to find a new Wi Fi connection, just inevitably you get a quarter as much done as you would you would like to in a normal day.
0: Yeah, and we were both lucky that you know I had just sold my my st- my business and you didn't have a super heavy load at the time either, so it was it was mm-hmm. a good time for us just just to kind of unwind and travel a bit without working too much. Abs- yeah, absolutely. So uh, he yeah he was over and I just kind of jotted down. I made these notes in my my notebook uh, where I'm going to be in 2017. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'll, I'll put this in the show notes. So if you want to see my terrible handwriting as well as kind of my, my travel plans for the year, um, we'll put this in the show notes of, what is this, episode 34, Invest Like a mm-hmm. Boss. Uh, so basically what I'm doing is these next few months, I'm mainly going to stay in Chiang Mai. And then I'm going to go as soon as it, burning season hits, which is around March, I'm going to go to, we haven't decided if we're gonna to go to Bansko, Bulgaria, or maybe Zakopane, Poland, uh, to go skiing. So nice. You know, even even though we are, I've never actually been skiing before, and I didn't know you were skiing in Tahoe. This mm-hmm. it, it just kind of happened that both of us wanted to go skiing this year. Um, and for whatever reason, we we also thought maybe we'll go to Bali for a month beforehand. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's going to fit in, uh, but we're either going to stay in Chiang Mai and go straight to this ski chalet, which we're, which we're going to rent out for a month or so, or mm. we're going to go to Bali for a month and then go from there.
1: But you're definitely going to go skiing.
0: I think so. I mean, it was we were ta- we were almost talking about skipping it just because it would be logistically easier if we spent either more time in Bali and then just went to um, Poland or to um, Portugal directly when it was more springtime
1: yeah, yeah but
0: i really want to learn how to ski i've never done it before uh, yeah so I, I think i just have
1: I to think, do it i think you should do it i think you should go skiing is it, it's something you can do you know until you're 70 years old on up and it's 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 just great man i, I wish i had spent more time skiing over the last few years it, we of course continue to gravitate towards warm you know tropical climates uh, that we can wear shorts all year round, but skiing's just a blast. So I'm super pumped to do it this year. It's definitely different than any of my last few years, especially spending an entire month there. So I, w- I would definitely encourage you to do it. Yeah, you know what? I I,
0: I I think I'm gonna do it. I mean, I, like if we already start planning it out. It's yeah. it seems fun, and then then I'll know if that's something I want to do every year during winter, yeah, or if it's exactly. something that I never want to do again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bali's always there. You can always do Bali any time of the year. You know, skiing skiing you should you should just make it happen.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Um, And after that, we're going to spend most of our summer in Poland because we we liked it so much. Um, mm-hmm. Chris actually stayed there for almost two months last year. Uh, I was there with him for about a month. And then I did the month of Eastern Europe with you. Uh, and he just stayed in Poland the whole time. So we are going to probably start in Krakow and then make our way up to Warsaw, because we know we like Warsaw, but Krakow is just like a nicer, smaller town. Um, Did did you have Mm -hmm. a chance to go to either?
1: I've went through Krakow a couple of times more five five or six years ago, I didn't do I didn't get through there on this trip. I went straight from with you. I, I went straight from Lviv to uh, to Budapest by train. <laughs> it was a rough train. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I think one of our travel things is going to be we'll take any any direct train and we'll transfer once if it's less than if it's less than a five hour total train ride. But I think anything longer, I think we're just going to fly this year.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if I get over there, there's three countries or two countries that I haven't done in Europe yet that I really want to do. And they're Latvia and Lithuania. That would be that would be late August or September if I get back over. But um definitely keen to check those places out as well.
0: OK, well, I hope you come earlier because I just drew a line in the sand. And in <laughs> August, we are going to leave Europe and we're actually
1: going to head down to Colombia. OK, cool. And that was actually just decided over dinner tonight. Great. That's awesome. That That's a a different year for you as well. Then uh, yes. I just I just yeah. spent the last five weeks in Mexico, so I think I'm done with that area of the world. Although if I had to go back to either, I'd definitely go to Colombia. Colombia is an c- incredible country, but um, a little too much, too many drinks and and uh, crazy tourists for me.
0: Yeah. Well, I so one of our buddies, Joe, uh, he just came. Back from Colombia. I think he, s- he spent like maybe four months there. And him and Chris were both living there. And they were reminiscing mm-hmm. over dinner tonight how great it was and you know, telling, us all, telling us all about it. Mm-hmm. And since in October, I have to be in Central America anyways. I think either in Mexico or somewhere in Central America for the next drop sh- shipping retreat. Okay. I decided, okay, why not I go two months earlier and either you know, stay in, stay around that area or South America. Uh, and originally I was thinking about going to Playa del Carmen where you were, mm-hmm. but I think after talking to you, that, that would be a cool place to visit for a few weeks, but not to live in for two months, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it all just comes for me now, like you said earlier in this episode, it all just comes down to being with the right people. I could be in the middle of the Sahara Desert if I'm with three good friends and a, and a good Wi-Fi connection. It really doesn't matter. But I can also be in the best place in the world and, and if there's not a good if there's not a good local community or or I don't have a few good friends with me, it just it, it kind of loses its appeal at this point. Uh, so I think if Playa del Carmen, if you went if you had a few good friends with you, you'd really enjoy it. For me, it was just it was me and I was traveling with my girlfriend, and there was no one else there except for tourists. You just end up locking yourself in a room and. And uh, hanging out at margarita bars the entire time. So uh, wherever you're going with friends, man, I'm sure you'll have fun. Playa del Carmen certainly has a lot of awesome spots. But if I had to recommend one or the other, I'd say go to Colombia. Okay. Yeah, so the plan is
0: August and September, Colombia, October in Mexico for the retreat. And then mm-hmm. after that either come to Chiang Mai cuz I really like Chiang Mai between November, December, January, February. Yep. Or if I really love Colombia, I'll just I'll just go back there, stay a few more months and then come over to Chiang Mai in like
1: January, February. Okay, so we talked about our that's a sick 2017 plan. It doesn't seem as as aggressive as last year, but it still sounds like you're going to be in probably a solid 10 countries. <laughs> which is pretty funny if you think about it that we're talking about how
0: light traveling is this year because we're going to be on three continents from Asia, Europe and South America. I'm sure there's a, pl- a bunch of places in between that I, ha- I haven't even thought about yet so I'm definitely going to go back to the US Yeah, at some point uh, especially because I'll be passing there to, to, you know, most likely to get to South America. Um, I'm sure while I'm based in Poland for three months, we're definitely going to make a side trip to like Ukraine or to Germany or something for the weekend. So I I do think it's going to be a little bit wild. But the goal this year is to keep apartments for two to three months at a time instead of having to check out and find a new place all the time.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's the way to do it. So we did some pretty epic traveling last year together, some some places I never expected to go that we just ended up making happen. And I in your article that you posted, I read that one of the trips that you wanted to do was drive up Vietnam on motorbikes. And that's that's a top 3 trip for for me along with Trans-Siberia and I still you know this one's not as crazy, but we talked about it. I still think it would be cool. They have a cruise that goes from Vancouver to tokyo and back um or you can take it either way it's 14 days across the pacific there's just something that sounds pretty cool about that so that's one that i really want to do spend a a couple weeks in vancouver on one side and japan on the other side so if you're up for either of those trips i don't know if we'll be able to make either happen this year but those are big trips that i really want to do and no one would be better to do it than you johnny I appreciate that. I definitely don't want to be on a cruise ship with
0: anybody for 14 days again. <laughs> Last year with my <laughs> parents, it was terrible. I think it would have definitely been more fun with with you, uh, but I, I I don't like cruise ships at all anymore, especially yeah. if it's going to be transatlantic or transpacific where there's not you know, going to be good, scary. there's not going to be Wi Fi. You're not going to be able to get off because we were getting off every other day, and I was, was I was still getting stir crazy.
1: Okay, so what I'm gonna I'm gonna tentatively mark down. You're talking about possibly coming back to Southeast Asia this time next year i say mm-hmm. if you are we should do vietnam bikes in february it's the best month to do it okay we'd be back and um that would be a big trip to look forward to and have on the horizon
0: yeah i i, I could do that so that okay. but that'll be february
1: 2018 just let you know Mar- i'm marking it down buddy you gotta have those things on the horizon <laughs> okay you know that, that you i'll the, do the anticipation of, of putting something on the schedule like that is as good as a trip itself you know and that you can true. mark it down and say we're doing this in a year and we really have to look forward to that and plan around it. That's, I mean, it, it brings as much joy as I think the trip itself. So, okay. So uh, you know, I'm going to put this in my, in my notes
0: as well. Uh, February, 2018 motorbike trip with Sam Vietnam. And I tell you I what, like since we're, we're thinking so far in advance that summer, I'm well, actually, know, It doesn't have to be summer. I guess maybe just after that,
1: I am down to do trans Siberia with you by train wow we could actually do vietnam and then wait until may and then take take the train It would put us in uh europe by june yeah there you go okay that'll be a big (laughs) year
0: oh so if anyone's ever curious how these insane trips get planned out this is exactly it
1: mostly over scotch though Less on the I'm, coffee. I'm, I'm, yeah, coffee but, mornings are more for work, and then the afternoons more for the travel planning. Well, I'm the one having some scotch, so I guess I'm doing it for both of us. <laughs> so last year's in the wraps. Heard about your year? You should share your your article in the show notes. That was, that was a pretty awesome recap. And I, I would encourage anyone just at the end of the year, even if you haven't traveled at all, just go through your phone photos and do a stock of the entire year. It's amazing thinking back a year ago. And it's it feels like it was five years ago, right? Yeah, and definitely. I think that's the same no matter how much you do. You either do a lot or you do a little, but you still look at photos from a year ago. You're like, wow, that that feels like it was ages ago. It kind of makes you appreciate the year a little bit more, uh, and and get excited for the year ahead. So
0: I I, I definitely th- think so. And you know you can also you know look back and see what lessons have you learned, if you've gained weight or gotten to better shape, or you know look at your bank account. Are are you better off financially now or before? Just take a look at all aspects of your life.
1: Yeah. You know something that's cool that just happened? Uh our friend Kevin Shea, who was on episode, I forget, I think episode seven on building the the self storage company in Hong Kong. So he just went and he's doing right now the Kosamui walk that I did last March. And he's also doing it to raise like three thousand dollars for uh for the same charity. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like you know he's doing it. He's he's documenting it all, and that's that trip is what inspired me to want to do this this walk across Ireland. I just realized how much I just enjoy walking for a few hours a day to a new destination. Um, but that that was a really cool part of my last year, and um, I think yeah. you even wrote a blog about it, Johnny. That was yeah. so sweet of you. Uh,
0: you know what? What's funny is I, like I didn't know you that well back then. I think I had just pretty much you know hung out with you a few times in Chiang Mai and then at the Nomad Summit, and. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it was primarily just keeping in touch with you through Facebook. So the blog post was actually called like, what it's like to be friends with a millionaire on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those like kind of like stalkerish blogs where it was just me taking screenshots of things that you post and sharing it because I, th- I thought it was pretty, you know, I thought it was one of those things where. It was such a cool cause, but also a cool adventure that, you know, other people can be inspired from. I didn't want to keep that just to, you know, myself or, you know, your, you know, just the people on your personal Facebook. I thought Mm -hmm. this is something that really should be published. So I started taking screenshots, made the blog and I I didn't even really know how you would react, but you seemed like (laughs) you enjoyed
1: it. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, that was if anyone's out over in Koh Samui, I, I actually did that to coincide with burning season a bit, and that took about ten days. But what you realize are first, you know, I think just when you're in that solitude for that long, you, you get some really clear thinking done. Um, so that was that was a huge benefit. But also, you see places that no one has ever seen before in a place like Koh Samui. Everyone goes Kosamui, hang out at a resort and a couple beaches, a couple bars, but. When you actually walk the entire perimeter, and I did, i would say I did 98% of it by beach and water. Uh, there's just a few unpassable parts. You see places that are no one's ever seen before, like the most beautiful, you know, palm trees overhanging the water, and and places that are really inaccessible by humans. You're going and seeing all that. It's 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 a pretty unique experience. So I'd encourage people to to try that out there in Kosamui. Even if you only do a few days, it's uh it's a pretty cool little adventure.
0: Yeah, I think it's super cool. And if you guys want to see the photos of it, we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, that, as well as my 2016, 17 lessons learned. So mm-hmm. you can, you can you can search for both of them on JohnnyFD.com or you just click, click the links in the show notes for that.
1: So Johnny, how about uh, your reading of last year and this year? You have any any particular books that you loved and/or planning to read? So one book that. I
0: listened to on audiobook pretty much on repeat was mm-hmm. Grant Cardone's 10X Rule. Have you ever checked that out?
1: I've not. I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm putting it on my 2017 list right now.
0: It is by far the most motivational book I've, I've ever read um, mm-hmm. or ever listened to, especially the audio version because when you hear him kind of just drill it in your head, his the whole premise is if you want results in life, you want to be successful, you have to set goals that are 10X larger and also be willing to work 10 times harder to achieve them. Mm-hmm. And then he like really kind of breaks down how to do it exactly why you have to do it. And it's not even, it's not an option. You, if you, you know, I think one of the things he mentions is if you strive to be middle class, you'll always be broke, you know, but if you strive to, to be a millionaire or a multimillionaire, then even if you, you know, I, th- I, th- I think the quote is like, if you, if you shoot for the, for the moon and you miss, you'll still land amongst the stars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a little Wayne lyric as well. Shoot for the stars, land on a cloud. <laughs> but it, it makes sense, right? And I think that's only one of the the big drawbacks with traveling as much as we do. And whether we want to admit it or not, if we just lock ourselves in a room in the same place all year round in, in a good community, we're just going to get more done. There's definitely benefits to traveling in terms of learning and experience and and networking. But I mean, I know personally, I am a lot less effective when I'm on the road than if I'm locked in a place with little distractions and really good Wi-Fi all year round.
0: Yep. I can definitely see that. Uh, so a little caveat about Grant Cardone is I wouldn't necessarily recommend you follow his other stuff. Uh, he, he has a ton of content out there. He has uh, a bunch of podcasts, he has lots of videos, he has, you know, like, he has shows, you know, I think six or seven days a week. The only reason why I wouldn't necessarily recommend those is he rants a lot. And he's all over the place. Uh-huh. He's very controversial. Uh-huh. Uh, but what's good about the book is that is, like, the solid stuff. That That is the value. Everything else is almost kind of like entertainment to get you to read that book or something else. Um, so, if you don't want to waste too much time with fluff, you don't want to get into too much controversy, skip everything else. Just get that audiobook and and stay on track I like it put it on Uh, my list what else you got so another super controversial guy that if you follow his Twitter you're gonna think that he's a right wing super right wing like psychopath um, or sociopath Uh, but a guy named Mike Chernovic who I actually met in Chiang Mai he was passing through and he was a friend of a friend and super, he was a super nice guy when I met him. I, I, I had never read his blog. I didn't know who he was. I didn't follow his Twitter. So meeting him, I was just like, Oh, he's a very smart, you know, down earth, like cool guy. Mm-hmm. And he came out the book called Gorilla Mindset. And I, at first I, did, I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to read it. Uh, but I almost kind of just wanted to, to, to see what like it was about. Cause the way that he promotes it is in such a controversial way that, you know, people were like, you know, this must be like some insane stuff inside. Yeah. I read the book. It is... Okay, so the book itself, the, the subtitle is How to Dominate and Unleash the Animal Inside of You for Better Self-Control, Improved Health and Fitness, and More Money. Gorilla Mindset by Mike Chernovick. Mm-hmm. And I thought... Wow, you know, he's going to have some really controversial stuff in here. It's going to be like, it's really all, you know, targeted towards kind of like the alpha male men, uh, the, the, you know, the guys who take the, the, I think the red pill at the matrix. Um, but I read the book and I was like, I, I'm pretty sure if a woman read this book, she would learn just as much. There's almost nothing controversial inside the book. It's kind of just like a very good foundation for, for anybody to live, you know, and I, I think for probably, you know, guys like me and you, we probably don't need this book now, but these, this would have really helped us, you know, in college or right out of college to, yeah. to kind of figure out who we are, what we stand for.
1: Okay. I like it. Good stuff. Another book I haven't heard of that, um, that I'm definitely going to check out. So sweet. Okay. I like it. Um, and normally I
0: actually, so I think this, this, so, aside from that, I read, uh, Totally Recall, which is, uh, Arnold his autobiography, which is really cool because it's, um, it's, he just has, a, like a crazy life story. I mean, you know, I think every, everyone now almost kind of just, you know, assumes it's normal to not only be the governor, but also a, um, you know, Mr. Olympia. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Olympia, a movie star, <laughs> all this stuff. Because, you know, you just got used to him. But if you really think about it, you know, like, his life is insane. He was yeah. you know, an immigrant from Austria. He, like, used bodybuilding as a way to get to the U.S. and pay for himself. He decided he wanted to be, you know, the biggest uh, movie star in the world. When back then, nobody even liked muscles. <laughs> nobody even wanted big guys. Mm-hmm. The, the, the trend was to be a skinny guy. Uh He is a foreigner with a heavy accent that somehow became California of, mayor of California. So, just overall, you know, just really good book to kind of show you what's possible. It's also just very interesting, Uh, and I think the, and then Money Master the Game, uh, we talked about that. Um, You read that this year? I think that was, I think it was this year, right?
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I read it this year. I think, yeah. They blend together, man.
0: Yeah, I know. And I think the only other book, okay, only other two books that I read this year, uh, was the primal blueprint by Mark Sisson, which is, uh, kind of like a paleo diet book. And the reason why I really like the, the primal blueprint version it's called the 21 day challenge. It's mm-hmm. because his normal book is so thick and has so much detail in there. That's not really necessary to get started. Uh, when I started, you know, when I wanted to start eating healthier again and get back on a like a, on a paleo diet, this book was a lot more digestible and and kind of easier to read. Um, so even though my diet has been probably the worst it's been in a long
1: time, uh, this is somewhat getting me back on track. Good stuff. Good stuff. I read. Have you heard of the Blue Zones before? No. What is that? So Blue Zones is a a book that studies where people in the world live to be 100 the most. They call them cententennials. Okay, nice. And then they they study those people and they try to figure out commonalities between them and why they live to be 100. Super interesting book. I listened to an audio and a couple, I mean, some takeaways that will stay with me forever and ever. The biggest one, which is something I've always been fascinated about and everywhere I go, I ask people, how much do they drink a day? How much do they drink a week? Right. And you always get different answers because I feel mm-hmm. like our world is becoming, we, we consume a t- so much more coffee and we consume so much more alcohol. That's just, mm-hmm. that's my opinion and my perspective. Uh, but everywhere you go now, craft beer, wine, people are drinking middle of the day, 11 AM, you know, and then at night, of course. So I always ask people, how much, you know, how often do you drink? And, Blue Zones did – in part of the study, they found that, that drinkers outlive non-drinkers and that where they found these centennial pockets, I think it's four of the five or five of the six – I'm sorry, four of the five or, or, uh, or five of the six, mm-hmm. they drink every single day. But they're drinking one to two glasses of whatever. It doesn't have to be wine but it's it's a couple glasses and it matters how you drink. If you're drinking socially like you and I are hanging out, having a good conversation – and/or with family, that's great. But if you're coming home from from work and ripping three shots of whiskey to un- unwind, you know, just to take your stress away, that's not good, right? So it, it can be good for you, or it can be worse for you. I can definitely on, see that how you do it.
0: Yeah, because uh, I, I, I I'm yeah. sure there's a. A physical benefit, you know, that some people are thinking of, of, like, blood Mm -hmm. flow. But I think way more than that is something you brought up, which is stress levels. Because there's definitely a correlation between the amount of stress you have and how healthy you are, how long you live. So, Mm -hmm. I'd be willing to bet that what you had mentioned about, you know, are they going, you know, are they being social? Are they having fun? Are they, you know, are they just, you know... Going yeah. out to either dinner or to someone's house to have a couple of drinks every night, I mm-hmm. think that and not having stress is the reason why people live longer, and not necessarily for the for the blood flow or anything like that. Yeah, Or the, or the know,
1: tannins. One, one place you you and I have both been that we both like is Sten, Stellenbosch, South Africa. And when I was down there, I was asking people at the vineyards how much do they drink a day, and all the guys would say they drink the big bottle, you know, the big bottle of, of red wine every single day, two, three glasses at lunch, two, three glasses in evening. I'm like, shit, that's like, you know, that's a, that's a lot of, that's four or five glasses a day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, do you mind me asking how, you know, how old do, how old do people and and men in this area live? And they're like, you know, my grandfather's 92, my, you know, my great grandfather's 96, stuff like that. It's like, you know, it's, it's a balance of so many other things in life, but of all the other health reading that I've done, it seems like community and stress levels is is the most important. If you have low stress and you have community, you know you can do a, you can get away with a lot of things in life. Um, yeah, so I can th- see that.
0: Because because Bosch, if you guys haven't been there, is wine country in Cape Town, South Africa. It's a really beautiful place, nice weather, you know, Paradise. really chill. It's beautiful. Uh, that compared to Johannesburg, you know, in the central you know business district, I'm sure people there are also having you know eight drinks a day, but
1: they're mm-hmm you know they're such that with a lifestyle right yeah yeah makes a big difference so a few other books are you done with your book list or do you have uh, yeah. books in um, 2017 that you want to read
0: no 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 uh, there is one more book that i thought of that you introduced me to on a i think we were on a train going to like Madova or some some weird place <laughs> <laughs> and you and you were so enthralled by this audiobook that i just yes. had to download it as well
1: yes i know which one it is Okay, please share it with with the, with the audience because I'm sure they'll love it. Sapiens, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So that that was that followed by the movie Ex Machina. I always said it was Ex Machinia, but someone corrected me and said it's Ex Machina. <laughs> Machina, okay. right? All right. So if if anyone out there hasn't read Sapiens, listen to an audiobook because, like you're saying, Johnny, some of these bigger books. I've read some big books this year, but the only reason I got through them was because I, I put it on audible or audio 1.25 speed. It's the only way I can get through them. Um, plus, it's hard to travel with an 800-page book. But Sapiens is a total view changer. And if you watch Ex-Mecania, which is a, a movie you can download it on wherever, uh, right after it, it will totally shape your view of what the future is to behold. I think it will actually give you a very detailed view of what we can expect in the next 10 20 years especially in our lifetime so definitely read that um and watch that movie back to back super cool um i've had i've tried to get everyone i've that i know listening to sapiens i think it's so fascinating i like history any way so it might might be a little bit more appealing to me than people who aren't as into history but yeah you gotta is that that's your 2017 list johnny
0: yeah i i and i I loved it it uh, that book Highly recommend. Uh, I want to. I'm. I'm just going to assume that it's already been fact checked, because um, everything seemed like very scientific and mm-hmm. black and white. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's one of those cool cool books. I mean, that you know, like th- it's very blunt. It says this is the way that, mm-hmm. like, you know, this is the history of mankind, and that's yeah. you know from. And and what I really liked about it is the reason why it's not called Homo Sapiens is because they started the book you know, so early that it was, there was more sapiens than just us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. And the way that they predict that, you know, one thing that you realize is that we've, we've humans have taken out almost every other species of animals that we have ever come in contact with. Right. Um, and then when, when you map that against the world population growth, there's some scary, you know, s- scary predictions for the future. I don't know if it'll happen in our lifetime, but but the more exciting part is technology and what, you know, especially when you watch X Mechania, what, you know, where artificial intelligence can go and how it, how it can complement our lives, um, even become, you know, our girlfriends, right? AI mm-hmm. girlfriends. I tried to buy AIgirlfriends.com, but it was already taken. So someone beat me to the punch. <laughs> so we got um, a, a couple other books that I have on my list. Uh, so I got through 22 books last year, most of them were on audio. My favorite ones were, like I said, Sapiens. The Creature Jekyll Island is a crazy cool book. Uh, very controversial, talking about a lot of conspiracy stuff with the Fed and how it was founded, where it's going. Again, another book that kind of complements Sapiens because it's it's sort of predictive in a sense of where where they perceive the world going in uh, with one world government and stuff. But a lot of factually based history in there about. Ah, uh, the last hundred years of the USA and and uh, the creation of fiat currencies, etc. Blue Zones, The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham. I got through just a couple weeks ago, and I would say that it's it's highly uh, it's highly informative. And for anyone who's hardcore with investing, or even just getting their their wheels on for investing, it's a great book. I almost think that Money Master Game is sort of the the layman equivalent to it obviously, it's written by Tony Robbins. It's a lot more exciting um, and a lot more energetic and, and, and motivating in a way. I would say that The Intelligent Investor is a more technical, factual uh, version of that. And obviously, it's it's much older and, and Warren Buffett's favorite book on investing. So, there's some goodies in there as well. And one other book that I really liked this year was Matt Faber's like, 100-page book called Global Asset Allocation. Mm-hmm. Just because it was it was so simple to get through and so many just great fundamentals, a lot of which we talked about on the episode with Meb Faber. But some of those principles that were in that book were – I think they'll, they'll stay with me forever because they're just very basic and and easy for, for anyone to get through. Um, I would recommend that book. You can get it free on his website or you can also – I believe you can get it on Audible as well. Um, and one book I'm getting through right now, I'm halfway through, is MJ DeMarco's Millionaire Fast Lane. I love this book. We actually have MJ that's going to come on the podcast. I believe beginning of February. So really looking forward to that. I think the it really hits the chord with our audience because it's not about it's not about trying to get rich when you're 65 or 70 years old, ready for retirement. Uh, And it's also not the four hour work week. It's, you know, bust your ass now, create a path to wealth early so that you can enjoy it and, you know, not work 50 hours a week for the rest of your life. Right. So really good book. Recommend that to anybody. Yeah, definitely.
0: Especially if you guys are still, you know, living like newly rich rappers or Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. how I was like when I was in college and just, you know, buying crap that you don't need spending money on, on, on. You no know, overpriced drinks and trying to drive oh, yeah. like fast cars. If you're doing that, if you're spending, I, I want to say if you're spending more than, if, you, if you're not saving 30% or more of your income every month, you need to read this book.
1: And you need to make more money. Yeah. Uh, both things. <laughs> but it's it's cool, a book. Yeah. All right. So guys, make sure you get a good reading list for 2016, 2017. I think you should almost always have a, if you're not learning something or, or, totally swamped with work, I think you should always be reading something because it's the best investment you could probably make for $20, right? Where else can you get someone's entire life of wisdom wrapped up and fed to you for 20 bucks, right? Yeah, and usually I, I you're going to find that in a book. So I definitely agree with that. So, so just, agree with that. Mm-hmm.
0: But, but i would also say, be careful not to just consume content without taking action. I, I would say the caveat would be read a book and do something with that knowledge, you know, whether it be you know planning out you know future or making changes, you know, or at least sitting down and, and you know writing out what you're going to do. Um, but the people that try to you know get through, let's say, you know, uh, like even even people you know, if someone tries to get through a hundred books a year, I guarantee they're, they're not taking action on on the, on 99% of those books. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'd like to get your point on uh, your opinion on this too, Johnny. So I I heard in Seneca one of the one of the ancient stoics and his recommendation was to never i forget how he said it of course in a very stoic way but he said to never read top too many topics and i took that to heart and this year you know we we basically studied investing we have the podcast and of the 22 books i read i think 16 of them were on the topic of investing and his point was that you can never really digest or learn something if you're jumping subject to subject each week. I think there's something you know to be said for that because I have a tendency to jump from you know all across the board in terms of books, but looking back on this year, you know how much you and I learned about the subject of investing simply through this podcast and then doubling that down with reading a lot of investment literature. Uh, I think it's something I'm gonna try to practice going forward in the future. just try to to maybe focus seventy or eighty percent uh of the years reading on certain type of category
0: yeah i could definitely see that and I, and I think that's the way to mastery uh mm-hmm. you know versus getting a little bit of knowledge on a, on a bunch of different topics uh one other thing i would recommend is if you guys are reading especially on like a kindle or something don't be tempted to read like you know a chapter here and then jump to the next book or a chapter mm-hmm. there you know know, it's so easy now with technology, either either with um, audiobooks or with physical books, especially on a on a digital e-reader, that you have, you know, two, three, four, five books that you're reading at any given time. I don't think that's the definitely not the best way to, to learn. And it's not even a good way to get into the story. I think, you know, it, sometimes it takes a while to really get immersed.
1: So I would recommend finishing a book from start to finish before you start the next one. I like it. So let's get everyone excited about podcast plans for 2017. Obviously, this has been a great year. I want to thank everybody for their support, their listening, the reviews. I mean, this has been an incredible journey and we're having a lot of success getting great guests on the show and we're going to we're going to drive that hard in 2017. So Johnny, is there anything specific that you want to see out of the podcast in 2017? Any specific guests or content or, or anything else that you personally would like to see happen with the with the show I think as much as I like
0: seeing really big name CEOs uh, on, on the show I also mm-hmm. really like I think my favorite guests are the ones that are requested by people in Boss Lounge so yeah. if you guys haven't joined our Facebook group yet uh, sign up for our email list At investlikeaboss.com, click on bonus and you'll get an invite to join our private listeners group. And in there, like people really are super bosses there. Like people give such good content. Uh, A lot of the previous guests hang out there as well. They they just love interacting with people in the lounge because everybody's super, you know, positive, uh, very helpful, very honest, very genuine in there. And it's just a nice community. And they, They uh, recommend like literally the best
1: guests, even people <laughs> we've never heard of. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We had Med Faber, we had uh, Doe Roller on, we had Paul Merriman. All these guys are coming from guest recommendations, and then you know we're we're doing our best to get in contact with them, get bring them on. And and I agree totally. I think almost all of our favorite guests have been recommendations of lounge listeners or, or lounge. Um, uh, what do I call it? <laughs> Audience recommendations. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So let, let's try to let's try to bring in our community a little bit more and and see who they want. I mean, we can. You know, we've been doing it kind of every few months, been asking everybody who they'd like to see on. But you know, we can kind of do that in every month. Every month and uh, find a little bit of better format to get everyone to to post their recommendations. Potentially even vote up um, who they'd like to see on the show. And that that, that certainly will help give us better ideas of, of who to bring on and what type of content everyone's looking for.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And actually, I want to take the time to really thank you, Sam, for you know not only doing the, all the interviews but also you know taking the time to reach out to everyone. I know, I mean, you must have some crazy door kicking skills to get uh you know these big
1: name guests on the show. And I'll tell you what, I've said this to you privately probably ten times this year. This is this is my favorite thing we're doing, and I think a lot of it is because. There's not much pressure because this isn't a business for us. This is us learning, becoming students again uh, on the very complicated but important subject of investing and sharing all this knowledge that, you know, we've always been looking for with everybody else that I think, you know, it identifies with us and what we're doing. So it's it's my it's my favorite time of the week, you know to to have the interviews and to to catch up with you and and recap and and do all the planning and stuff so uh, you know i couldn't be happier with this and i'm i'm really looking forward to it in 2017
0: yeah me as well and i think kind of like looking back you know what what month was our first our first episode released oh man it was it was was, may it was may 23rd
1: yeah in Mai. In
0: Chiang Mai, which is yeah, it's beautiful. So, <laughs> in uh, so this is how much we, we love this podcast. So it's
1: been how many months now? Six, seven, seven months. Mm-hmm. So I because you know it's, what? We, what we had our first conversation about it in Colanta actually just to, to coincide with what we were talking about earlier meeting in Co And mm-hmm. I remember going up to Johnny. It was after Johnny had interviewed me for his podcast, and I was like, you know what, that was that was the most fun I've had in a long time. And I went to Johnny. I'm like, I, th- you know, I think we should, I think we should do another podcast. I really want to do this more. Um, and that that was pretty much all the the chat that went into it uh, to get started. We just decided we're going to roll with it. You know?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think what happens was, I, you know, at first I, I thought you were going to do a new podcast, so I was like, oh yeah, here's a <laughs> recommendation. This is what you should do. <laughs> and you know, uh, I think eventually you're just kind of like, why don't we just do this together? And it it's ended up working out. Like so easily, like I think we've hardly even had to sit down yeah. and like discuss, you know, who's responsible, you know, who's going to be responsible for what, but it's all worked out somehow.
1: Yeah, and you know what? There's another piece to that because I remember, I remember when you you interviewed me on the on your Travel Like a Boss podcast, and I thought, Johnny, you know, this is you have a really good brand here. Like you should do something with it. I think I emailed you like you should do something with the like a boss brand. And then immediately when I was thinking about doing podcasts, I'm like, you know what? Invest like a ball sounds really cool. Like that that could be a cool brand. And then and then we ended up uh, collaborating and deciding to start it together. So like you said, it's all worked out, been a lot of fun. And we're only, you know, we're six months into this. So there's there's literally endless amazing guests that we can get on the show and and we're gonna be we're gonna be in a really cool place in a year with a lot of a lot of great content and learning.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really like it, and I you know even though I, I think the one of the reasons why it's worked out so well is neither one of us started this for the money, and I think mm-hmm. up until this point it's been seven months.
1: I think we've made seven hundred bucks now. <laughs> I don't even keep track of it. It's just uh, it's enough to to buy it. New microphones and it's not even enough to cover my new computer that I just destroyed in my last podcast. <laughs> is or
0: or pay uh, our editor for, for making these
1: right. uh the shows every month. But speaking of working out, it's it's worked out for Anthony as well, our editor. You know, he's gone on to start his own business. So uh, but it it's like you said, we we started this not caring about making money. And it's also a narrative that M.J. Demarco talks about a millionaire fast lane. He's like, you know, what's great about writing this book? I don't care if anyone reads it. He's like, because I've already, ma- you know, I've already made it. I already have enough money. I'm already making enough money. I'm doing it because I'm passionate about telling the story, right? And it's exactly what we're doing, right? If we don't make a dollar, we're still going to continue this through 2017 and hopefully beyond. Um, but we're doing it more to scratch our own itch and to and to share and try to try to help other people with, you know, the same uh, the same investing.
0: Yeah, I can definitely say that because I, I do think that even if we never actually made any money from this podcast, the connections that we'll get from the, you know, from meeting the guests, the, the lessons that we're going to learn from those interviews, as well as just kind of participating like in the investment world, we're going to end up Mm -hmm. making more money with our own investments. To more than, you know, like make this worth our time. Uh, I also, but, you know, I, I do want to thank everyone who takes their time to to go through our resources page on investlikeaboss.com, you know, whenever you guys do sign up for something, because we have links to everything, you know, all the services that we could recommend. And unfortunately, not all of them have an affiliate program. Uh, so I would say probably half of them just go directly to the, you know, to whatever that their website is, or we get like a small, um, like commission bump so we can we can spend Mm -hmm. we can invest more of our own money but there's a few on there that do have programs we're all signed up for it so if you guys are gonna sign up for any of the the services from you know uh from any of the the guests we've had on uh you know please go to investlikeaboss.com and click on the resources page and use those links so we can get
1: credit for referring you. Yes, sir. So Johnny tell me about some of your goals for 2017. We we made a post in the boss lounge some pretty interesting goals out there, and I'm curious to hear what you got lined up for this year. So
0: these are going to be two extremely big stretch goals, uh, but I think I could. I think I can make it happen. I, I think it, it. It's really going to depend on how much I sit down and dedicate versus how much you know fun and kind of partying I do um, while traveling. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I want to do is so I finally I'm. I'm I think I've finally gone over my, my last, uh, you know, relationship, the, the kind of the heartbreak from that. It's been a mm-hmm. year. I have to drop it. You know, it's, you know, I've, I've moved on now. So in 2017, starting fresh, I think I would really like to meet a girl who could be like a long-term travel partner, uh, you know, and have a, like have an actual girlfriend that I'm, I'm serious with, uh, versus, you know, going on Tinder dates, uh, Throughout Poland, yeah. and Ukraine all year. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I think either way, I'll have a great time. Um, if anything, I'm sure guys are listening to this right now saying, Johnny, if you're going to be in Eastern Europe and in Colombia, you should stay single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think either way will be okay. But the, my two actual goals, I think there's a chance. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to become a millionaire this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and it's uh, my original plan was a 7 year plan thinking okay if I can you know if I can slowly grow my income make some money off of my investments you know continue bootstrapping and just and just keep saving in 7 years you know I can go from having 300 grand in the bank which is my net worth now to having a million net worth by saving a million um 100,000 a year which which I think is definitely possible for me but I like it I also think if I just increase my income by four times, which I used to not think was ever going to be impossible, but I think it, I think there's a chance. So I think I'm going to go Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, and the second is I really want to have, I really want to get back in shape. Uh, if anyone Mm -hmm. looks at the cover of the other podcast, it looks like I have abs because I was in the best shape of my life last year. And then if you guys see any photo of me this year, I've been in terrible shape. Uh, -hmm. too much beard, too much You know, too much bread. Uh, But I think this year, one of the reasons why I'm going to stay in each city for two or three months is so I can, you know, have a proper diet again. I can, you know, go to the gym regularly again. And I want to make a run for that elusive six pack that I've never quite achieved. 2017 is going to be the year of six pack abs and a million dollars in net worth.
1: Man that's going to be difficult with all the travel you got planning but I uh, I commend you for for setting it out and and aiming for it and I'm I'm thrilled to see how far you get along with both.
0: I appreciate that. As they say, shoot for the moon and you'll at least <laughs>
1: uh, land amongst the clouds. That's going to be the quote of this of this Podcast is going to be the Lil Wayne (laughs) rap lyric. We got to find the song, and then we got to, and then we'll we'll, uh, play it in the outro as well. I like it. Cool. Good stuff. Um, What about you, Sam? What what are your 2017 big goals? Yeah, I sat down and looked at it, and every year for the past ten years, I've had massive goals that. I've carried with me in my wallet or my pocket every day. I'll put them, I'll paste them as quotes and and uh, sticky notes on my computer, have them saved on my my screenshot or desktop. And this year was is a little bit different. It's it's interesting because normally this time of year, I spend pretty much the last 15 days of the year doing two things: getting all of like my paperwork, bank statements tax documents, everything in, in line so that I don't have to stress about it after the new year. And then I spend the other part of the uh, the other, say, like 10 days just in quiet. And I'm, I'm almost always back in Florida at my parents' house. I'll lock myself in my room and just kind of do a, a detailed analysis of the year before and where I want to be in the coming year. And I didn't do that this year, I think largely because I've been traveling with my girlfriend the house has been crazy. I haven't had any free time. I just broke my computer. Um, a few other just kind of unrelated events. So I haven't really sat down to do an analysis. Uh, but I think more than anything this year, aside from putting together big you know, financial goals, I want to feel a little bit more – I think it's more of a resolution than a goal. But I want to feel a little bit more settled um, Last year, one of my goals was to stay in a place for two months or more, which sounds crazy, I think, to most people. But when I had the business in Britain, I didn't even sleep in the same bed for more than five days, the same bed for more than five days over the course of three years. And I've just gotten used to this kind of hyper activity, hyper travel schedule. Um, So last year, I stayed in Singapore for two months. I got really bored. But, you know, it was was good to kind of have that settled feeling where I'm not worried about. Where I'm going in, in ten days, so I'd I'd like to do that more this year. Um, on actual goals, I want to you know I want to double the valuation of our startup uh, coworker.com. So we raised money last year, and I want to I want to make sure that we lock in some type of return for for investors and everyone involved, uh, at least on a, on a on a paper uh, valuation. Yeah. And then I want to walk and, across and Ireland, yeah. Go ahead. And big congratulations on that. It it
0: was. You guys got what? Was it half a million in, in funding?
1: Yeah, it was around four hundred plus some additional money that we had um from earlier financing. So it's about five yeah, five hundred thousand. And it's I mean, it's a great it's an awesome, it's such a fun business to be part of. It's something I'm passionate about co-working. I think it's it's really changing the world and um, you know, technology, like a pure technology business is definitely new for me uh it just it, it takes constant innovation and constant change um but it's fun and and you know the the market is is definitely there so we're having a lot of fun and you know like what you and i did man we we're going up eastern europe we're stopping co-working space around the world it's pretty cool right
0: yeah, definitely fun. And so if you guys are traveling or just you know just check out what co-working spaces are near wherever you live now. Just go to coworker.com. Check out the UI, it's beautiful. Uh I, I like every time I log in, you guys not only like have updates where it's just even nicer, but mm-hmm. uh
1: also like it's I mean I mean how many spaces do you have on now? We just crossed 3000 this week yeah uh, and we we just listed our first one in Afghanistan so this it's really cool seeing co-working pop up in like the most random countries in Central Africa these islands off off Spain, uh Afghanistan you know Falkland islands it's, it's crazy it's it's happening at every single place in the world right now
0: well what's actually even pretty cool is when you um when you even just kind of browse by like by continent so you can click on Asia you can mm-hmm. see that in like let's say you know Bangladesh, Mon- there's Mungle, one yeah, city, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, I mean, and like looking at all the different ones, Japan by far has the most cities listed.
1: Yeah, Japan's got like a hundred cities. It's insane. Um, and you, you know, we learn a lot about like these different cities and places just by browsing co-working spaces. Uh, we're putting together some together really cool, which is kind of community picks, which is the top 300 most viewed spaces, which kind of end up being the 300 coolest looking spaces in the world. It's pretty inspiring to see. And it's also helping to shape a little bit of my travel plans because you see some of these spaces and you're like, like that one in Cotelanta, right? Cohub and Cotelanta. Dude, that, I mean, we couldn't have done Cotelanta without that, right? Mm-hmm. So that in a way that kind of helped shape where we were going to travel as, you know, in our nomadic year. And, and it's yeah. it's the same. Like I look at some of these spaces in Japan, I'm like, I could see myself going there Living in Japan for six weeks and working at that space, that so would be that would be an awesome experience. So, well,
0: well, it's well, been so fun. actually, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because we were originally going to go to Zakopan, um, in Poland, mm-hmm. and the reason why we've decided that we're in, we're going to skip that and we're actually going to change our ski shot at location to uh, Bansko, um. Mm-hmm. Was it Bulgaria? Bank, Bulgaria is yeah. because they have a new coworking space. Coworking absolutely, Banksco. man.
1: It makes it, it makes a destination easier for for nomadic uh, professionals. I hate to say yeah. digital nomads, but that's what it is.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you know what? Yeah, but I mean,
0: I, I mean, it's it's insane. But like, I'm yeah. literally changing countries because there's a coworking space in Bankso and there isn't in Zakopane.
1: Zakopane how you say it? Yeah i would glad to be able to help you facilitate that. So I, Johnny, I I have one, that I have I have a mutual goal for you and I this year Okay, all right. that is not on your list it's a bucket list item and it's also a goal and because now I, I believe you're, you've committed to going skiing it's going to be for us to learn how to ski good not just on our own but with a professional teacher of some sort okay. and we're going to ski a black diamond this year in our respective places you and Poland and me in Tahoe
0: <laughs> so you do realize I've never been skiing at all before <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you know what? You're you're pretty natural at these type of things. I think one week of lessons, you'll be able to ski blues pretty comfortably. And then by the end, if you're there for three weeks, I think skiing a black, you'll have no problem. It might not be smooth. You're probably going to take a few spills, but you'll get down the mountain.
0: You know what? I'm not taking you up on this bed because I'm actually <laughs> terrible at, at, at learning uh, new things. I've been a white belt in jiu-jitsu for four years. And some people, if they train all the time, they can get it in like three to six months. So yeah. we will see uh, how that goes. But I will commit <laughs> to learning how to ski this year. I like it, buddy. <laughs> and going on the blue. or, or, or and, and honestly, that's even the first time I've heard of that. So blue diamond
1: well there you go buddy so guys i think that pretty much wraps up the episode john you have anything else before we uh say goodbye to 2016 and look forward to a healthy prosperous 2017
0: i i just want to thank everyone for you know for helping us grow the, this the show i mean if it wasn't for you guys there'd be no reason for me to me and sam to even talk every week so not only have you helped our friendship by, you know, giving us a reason to keep in touch and, and have these chats every single week. Uh, but also, you've helped, you know, our dream project. This is like our, our baby, you know, kind of develop. Um, so thank you guys for telling your friends about it, for subscribing, for leaving these five-star reviews on iTunes. It's because of you guys that we're able to do what we do.
1: Yeah, and thanks to also to a lot of the guests. I know a lot of the, the guests are now listeners of the show. Um, people on their staff are listening to the show. Thank you to all you guys, of course, for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and experience um, and hopefully getting a little something back from the episode, either, you know, customers and or knowledge of your own. I know um, I know some of the topics that we talk about are not in the uh, in the core sweet spot of you know the topics we talk about with certain guests. So hopefully they're all growing their knowledge base through the, the podcast as well. And um, and again, big thanks for coming on and and being part of this.
0: Yeah, d- definitely. I mean, with, without the guests. The, the show wouldn't be possible either. I'm sure you guys like the occasion episode where Sam and I are catching up, re- reviewing our, uh, our investments for the year, um, not and how they're doing. But, you know, if it was just SW week, there wouldn't be a show. So thank you guys so much for, for coming on the show. Uh, and as far as all the different people leaving reviews, you know, big shout out to literally every single person. I think we now have 80 reviews and 77 of them are five stars so thank you guys
1: so much for that good stuff so guys looking forward to two great 2017 johnny i can't wait to catch up with you again do some more traveling and um we'll keep an eye on those goals okay will do enjoy your new year everyone wherever you guys go have a drink on
0: you know and and toast with us uh, wherever you guys are and um that's it happy 2017 guys peace out Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at investlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to
1: our insider investment portfolios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.